Welcome to the arena. I'm Hudson Brock, your host. And in this podcast, we're going to be in the arena of talent acquisition uh, in the technology space primarily. I'm super excited to, uh, to launch this in partnership with Experts Exchange, who is the OG talent uh, and tech community. And um, in this, we're going to talk about what it means to be in the arena. So I think it's helpful to understand why we picked that name. It's based off the Teddy Roosevelt quote, and I'm going to read it, and it's pretty epic, so buckle up. It says, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That's a super epic over-the-top quote to talk about recruiting. But I think the core of it is the heart of why we're doing it. Uh, we want to do things with courage, and we want to be in the game. We want to be doers, not just talkers. So uh, we are going to do a lot of talking on this podcast. I'm going to do a lot of talking. I'm going to bring in a lot of people that have great ideas. Um, but at the core, we want it to lead to action, and that's really important. Um, in our space of recruiting, uh, so much of it is starting conversations and um, and really being curious and seeing what can happen. And there's going to be triumphs, there's going to be failures, um, but there's so much learning that happens through that. So uh, for some context, how do we get here? Why are we here? The short story of it is some friends um, who I trust and, and believe in invited me to do the podcast. And as I've thought about it, that's kind of been the common theme for my life and my career. Uh, investing in friendships, having friends, and then trusting that when they invite you to do things, it's going to be worth doing, even if um, not everything is defined and you have to kind of just jump in to a lot of gray areas. So um, Experts Exchange, like I said, is amazing, and I think this will be a really cool partnership. Um, For my story, I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where we are right now, and I'm the oldest of six kids, 21 grandkids. So I've always been kind of in a leadership role just through birth order and within that been a part of big teams and it's kind of funny now we found out on our team at Alohire we're a small team we have 11 people right now but three of the people on our team come from families of eight kids they're they're one of eight have seven siblings and there's something about big families that just builds in uh, the idea of being a team player and so I think from childhood I had that and then all throughout sports I started to realize that I'm never the best player on, on any team. I played a lot of soccer and basketball, but I can bring out the best in, in the best players and I can bring the best players onto my team. And that's really valuable. And so it was fun to do that all the way through high school and college. Unfortunately, in high school, we lost in the state championship. Uh, but then in college, we broke through and we won the conference uh, tournament, which was really fun. And then I graduated and I was like, shoot, now I'm in the business world. I had this major called interdisciplinary studies, which is basically three minors. Um, Mine were business, economics, and biblical studies. 
And so I came out, I was like, all right, I don't have accounting or engineering or anything specific. Who is going to hire me? And at the same time, my wife was saying, hey, let's go to LA. I think we need to go to California. And being from Chattanooga, this is where all our family was. We had a daughter, a three-year-old daughter at this point. I was like, my wife's name is Nina. I was like, Nina, you're crazy. There's no way we're going to LA. But she finally convinced me to, uh, to take a trip out there. And once we visited, saw the palm trees, saw the West Coast, was like, all right, let's try to make it happen. So I'm you know, recent college grad, no real experience, this interdisciplinary uh, studies undergrad degree. And I just start applying to everything I can. Um, you know, cold applications. My resume looks super clunky. I had stuff like, you know, really funny stuff. Pool boy was like one of the, the you know, main jobs at the top of my resume that I thought gave me a lot of credibility or a part-time soccer instructor. Um, so had a hard time getting jobs and then realized that uh, in part because I couldn't interview in person. I was in Chattanooga. I realized I was going to have to take the networking approach to getting a job for myself. So I started to share you know, what I thought I was good at and what my vision was for being in California uh, with friends and family and eventually got connected with a hiring manager for Kinko Logistics um, who invited me to, to come out and run us a, a uh, distribution facility for them. So I was an operations supervisor. That was my first job um, running a warehouse out in Chino, California, which is not L.A., um, it's about 50 miles inland and did that for about two years, uh, learned a ton. Honestly, that I think is, will probably always be my most valuable experience. I still have my, um, my uniform, which was a, a penny that I wore, um, every day. And, and I think that really laid the foundation for understanding, um, how to work with people, how to lead a team in a more professional environment. And in that, I saw that all the stuff that I did with recruiting and soccer really translated to the business world. Um, but after two years, I was like, I can see the corporate ladder and I could see how I could climb it, specifically in supply chain. There's a ton of opportunities and Chattanooga, where I'm from, um, is a hub for that. And so I saw a roadmap back to Chattanooga, but ultimately um, decided I really wanted to be more in the startup world. And since we were in L.A., um, wanted to try and be more in technology and or the creative space. And so started to talk to people again, networking approach, did some cold applications. The funniest one I remember is I interviewed for a solar panel sales job um, in Burbank, California. And, you know, at this time, I hadn't gotten a lot of coaching on interviewing. And I just thought you have to have a nice suit. And I didn't have a nice suit. And so I went to Jose Banks. I think I spent like $700. The salesman totally took me for a ride. He was like, you got to get this suit. This is going to get you the job. Spent a ton of money on this suit that I think I've worn twice since. Get into the interview and I'm like, yeah, I totally don't want to do sales for solar panels. So <laughs> anyways, it was a journey uh, to finally meet this guy named Matt Alling, who I connected with because his brother was a mentor of mine. And he basically just said, Hey, my, my brother Matt's doing some really cool stuff. You should hear about it. Uh, he's in the recruiting world, and he's helping tech companies hire software engineers. So met with Matt. Matt's like the funniest, most charismatic guy I'd ever met. And as I started talking to him, initially I thought, this guy will just help recruit me, place me at one of his companies, 
And then as he told me more about the world of agency recruiting, it sounded so fun and so dynamic. He was working with like 30 different companies that had just raised funding, getting to work with the founders or the leadership team on important hires, and really getting to operate as an extension of their brand to the talent market um, and as a consultant to them. And how do you actually acquire great technical talent? And so it really piqued my interest. This was 2017. Um, and yeah, I ended up taking the leap. I joined him as a commission-only contractor, no recruiting or sales experience. I was focused on managing the network and trying to help each partner be successful. And it was a really fun dynamic role. I learned a ton from all the people at Marius Group, seeing them be in the arena, trying to build a business, trying to do all those things of getting from zero to one. So how do you make your first dollar? And then how do you make money consistently? Then how do you get those first raving fans that are going to really go to battle for you um, with referrals and repeat business? And so after doing that for a couple of years, it was so fun. But like I said, I was a commission-only contractor. So I was getting paid primarily off of the team success. And these were all entrepreneurs, not employees. And so you really can't manage entrepreneurs at all. Um, so if anything, I was coaching. And I realized that two things. One, I wanted to have more skin in the game. Uh, there's a great book called uh, Skin in the Game that's well worth reading if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur. And then two, in recruiting, I just felt this pattern of building a great relationship with a candidate or hiring manager and walking them through the hiring process, genuinely becoming friends. Like if you're talking about someone changing jobs, in my opinion, it's one of the biggest decisions that a person makes because it's how they're spending the majority of their waking time and energy. And so, you know, eight plus hours a day, it's often going to be um, the majority of your waking hours. So it's really, really important that you feel confident in what you're doing. And life's so short. Um, time just flies. And so I realized that when you're sitting in that space with people, you're acting like their agent, you can build trust quickly and you can start to talk about personal stuff really quickly that can lay the foundation for a friendship. And it could be really frustrating when you do that and you get them to this great win of getting the hire, getting the job. And then as a third party recruiter, you kind of have to be hands off and you kind of have to let them go through the onboarding process with the internal HR team and, and get started on their work. And you're outside of your function then to continue to do much ongoing coaching. And so that was hard for me because I get to the point where I was like, man, I would, you know, Jonathan, I'd love to stay in touch with Jonathan. That was my first candidate. I was like, I feel like, you know, at this point, I have to kind of let him do his thing. And maybe we'll talk once every couple months, but we don't really get to work together anymore. And so I just felt a deficit there with my personality. Like I said, big team guy. I love culture building. And so back in about 2019, I started to realize I really need to build my own agency with employees, with a real sense of brand and mission, vision, values, so that I can lean into this passion and this skill set um, that I have. And so that was kind of the grassroots of Allo Hire. At that time, there was no name. If I shared the list of 150 names I came up with, about 145 of them were terrible and embarrassing. Um, I looked back at my phone at one point, and I think one was called Red Dog Recruiting. Now, I mean, it's like shameful. Some of these names were terrible. And Allo Hire is funky too. Um, but I landed on that back in 2021, 
Uh, and the, the core of that, it was funny. I was actually listening to a podcast going for a run and, um, I think it's called, I think the podcast is called starting greatness. Um, and they talked about how egocentric most founders are, especially in the tech world. So you can get these crazy high valuations, you can get a ton of funding and it can really boost someone's ego fast. And so the opposite of egocentric is allocentric. Allo, the root word, means other or different. And so I really like that idea of, of uh, being different in the recruiting space by focusing on others. So allo, based on allocentric, hire, show that we're in recruiting. Um, there'll be some fun stories to tell about the brand that we're working through right now. Some trademark logo stuff that uh, I'm learning as an entrepreneur. Um, but I thought that was important to share kind of the, the heart behind our brand and then also why I made the shift from being more of an entrepreneur coach to really being, I think in that, I feel like I was in the stands a lot. Like I was looking at people in the arena that were the full-fledged entrepreneurs that had 100% skin in the game and saying, I think I want to do that and I think I want to build a team around me that can really be in that space together. So that was 2019, 2021 launched the the brand now in 2022, about a year and a half later, it's been a, a wild ride and so fun to see the company go from me literally putting, I'll never forget putting money from my personal bank account in there. It was like a couple thousand dollars to be able to pay the first employee that I had. Um, to now we have about 11 people and, uh, and we're growing quickly. We've got a bunch of clients. We've got a bunch of different fun stuff going on. Um, so yeah, that's how we got to, to Allo Hire. So I really want it to be valuable for each person here. I want to tell some funny stories. I'm going to bring on some guests that are way smarter than me, and I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and hopefully we can build a community through this of people that are sharing best practices, that are referring one another for jobs, and um, yeah, and, and really cheering each other on, being in the arena together as, uh, as different companies and people navigate career. So lots more to come. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.